We want to move into the minute, uh, end of the message this morning. Uh, I, I, I got up this morning really stirred. I, I mean, I, there's just a, there's a. I watched the fire. And it looked like a. It was like a, an ocean coming toward our community, and I watched the fire engines as they were throwing water on it, and it just didn't stop. The wind was just so so strong. It was like a. It was like a prairie fire. I mean, it had great power behind it, and I and I looked at that fire and I thought to myself, Lord. Would you just take a part of that fire and put it inside of the pasture and burn away the shaft and the undesirables? You know, a lot of the underbrush went, even though some bad things happened, some good things happened. There ain't no cedar trees in a lot of those pastures this morning. Do you notice the other thing? The underbrush is gone. Let me really get to the point. There's some skunk brush gone too. Well, that didn't bring the response I thought it would, but anyhow, truth is truth. But I, I ask the Lord, Lord, would you just let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn away things in my life that you can't use and, and let this be a series of sermons this morning, foolproofing the church so that no, nobody can prove that we're a fool, but we're, we're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he drew, drew us out of the miry darkness of sin and he placed our feet on the highway of holiness doesn't make us any better than other people. doesn't make us better than the world. It just means the world's going one way and we're going the right way. And while we're going the right way and they're going the wrong way, we're sending SOS. In fact, we're, sending, we're going back across the line and we're saying, hey, you're going the wrong direction. The bridge is going to be out. You're going to plunge into eternity. There is a place called hell. Get on the right road. We're not perfect people, but we want you to turn around. We want you to get on the right way. The right way is the highway that leads to everlasting life. So this is what church is all about. It's not about singing courses. Uh, uh, our, 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 our singing was phenomenal this morning because I was plugged into the Holy Spirit. Good, good Father. Oh, Father, I, you know, the, the first night the fire broke out, Jared had, had uh, talked to people in, in the flame for about four hours the, from the church when I talked to him, and, and they were headed right our, our direction. But before they got here, the wind changed. And we had some people just south and east of the Pee Wee Corner last night. Just before the fire got the highway, the wind changed. Can I tell you something this morning? And I want you to hear me and I want you to believe it. We still serve a God who can change the direction of the wind. And if the winds are contrary, blowing against your house this morning, there's only two, a difference between the two houses that look alike. There's a house that looks alike and there's a house that looks alike. But the difference is not in the house, it's in the foundation. And we are working this month on foolproofing our life. And we're, full, we're working on foolproofing not only our lives, our marriages, our finances, the community that we live in. We just want to be foolproof. And so we're going to be talking to you this morning. And I'd like to begin by asking this. We've asked you to read through the book of Proverbs. One, of the men, one man asked the Lord for something very special. God appeared to him one night and, and he said, ask what you will. And I'll give it to you. And, and he could have asked for a lot of things, but he said, Lord, just give me wisdom that I may know how to walk before your people. And Solomon had great success as he penned the words of the book of Proverbs. And we're finding out as we spend time there just researching and allowing the Holy Spirit to take the book of Proverbs. There's, 30, what is it, 30, 31 chapters? I like two cha two, one chapter being there. Look right quick, Craig. Correct me real quick. Would you hurry? Just get it to me right now. And 
31. That's what I thought. There's one to carry over if you start the, book, start the month of May. But skills are what, success, what separates us from failure. Skills are what separates us from excellence, from mediocrity, and, and makes us what God wants us to be. And God wants the church to be skillful at this hour because we're living in a world that's filled with knowledge but very little skill. And I want to begin the message this morning by asking you, if God were to tell you, you can have anything you want, I'll give you one wish, what would it be? This is for you. This is personally. I want everybody to get involved with me. I, I want you to help me preach this message to, this morning because I want you, when you leave here, to say in your heart, I want to foolproof everything that I do. If God were to ask you, or if he were to tell you this morning, you can ask anything you want, I'll give you one wish, what would you ask for? Win the lottery, a new body, a new husband. One guy had the opportunity in the Bible, Solomon. His father was David. He was the third king of Israel. And in and and 1 Kings chapter 3, God said, Solomon, I've been watching your life. You can have one thing. What do you want? Wrapped up in that was fame, fortune, pleasure, power possessions what do you want can I ask you this same question this morning I'm just a messenger I live in a clay house like you but the Holy Spirit is flowing through me to give you what he wants you to hear this morning what do you want we're not here because we didn't have something to do this morning. We're not here because it would have been, it was easier to get up out of bed than it was to pull the cover over our head and said, holy smoke, it's, it's Sunday. I'm just going to let the smoke fly and I'm going to enjoy the day of rest. After all, the Lord's day is a day of rest. We're not here this morning because everything's going our way. We're not here this morning because we're perfect. We're not here. The only perfect person that walked was Jesus Christ, and he was crucified. As Jesus asked this question to Solomon, let me say this. So many times we look at the Bible and say, well, that was in Bible days. Can you, I tell you this morning, the same God that spoke to Solomon speaks to you and I. And this isn't just a Bible story. It's so that you and I can relate to somebody that gave God the right things, the right answer. It came from his heart. And here's what he said. Out of everything that he could have w w wished for, he said these words, I want wisdom. If that's your desire this morning, I want you to say this with me. I want wisdom. Now, for about half the congregation that didn't say that, I want you to say this with me. I don't want wisdom. Come on, come on. I, didn't, I, I was watching your lips. I was watching Jesus. Man's looks on the outward appearance. I was looking. I was watching. So those who don't want wisdom say this. I don't want any wisdom. I'm smart as I want to be. Oh, come on. You've got to respond. The Bible says he that's not for me is against me. So you've got to respond one way or the other. <laughs> Moving on. God was so pleased. That he said to Solomon, listen, if he said it to Solomon, he'll say it to you. You know why I know that? Because the Bible says he's no respecter of person. Amen. He's not like politics this morning. He wants you because he sees something in you that he can use to touch and bless others. God was so pleased. He said, not only am I going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to get, give you everything else you didn't ask for. Did you know in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 says, and this is for all of us, 
I am the church. Everyone here, you're the church. Everybody say this with me. I am the church. There's a, oh, we're gaining momentum. Say it again. I am the church. Oh, yes. I, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. Can I ask you this morning, how many know uh, that a few people in this world have their priorities wrong? We work seven days a week just so we can have a boat set in, in, the, in the barn that we use a half a dozen times a year. And we call that living. And we make that payment every month just so we can have a little pleasure. And have you ever noticed the wind blows six days a week, but on Sunday it doesn't? Oh, I used to own a Cobalt 21-foot inboard motor, I tell you. And, and I couldn't get on Kent Lake on Saturday and Sunday. The, the lake was just as slick as glass. It was hard for me to say, good, good father. <laughs> when everybody else would say, I'll see you, Pastor. Moving on. <laughs> Solomon became the wisest man that ever lived, and he wrote the book of Proverbs. That's his autobiography. He has proof of what happened because he sought wisdom that he could live in victory and not defeat. We're going to look at the next several, two or three weeks as we go through the book of Proverbs, uh, fool-proofing our life. And I want you to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be here to get what I can get so I can apply what I get. Proverbs looks at things like money, sex, power, family, friends, career, success, failure, aging, conflict, and we're going to look at, at it from a topical viewpoint. The major theme of the book of Proverbs is wisdom. Solomon said the key to really having it all is wise up. And the good news in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, 8, it, it supports this. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. Whatever else you get, get insight. Love wisdom, and she will make you great. Everybody repeat that back to me. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Love wisdom. Now, just a minute, not everybody got that. Love. Jesus, would you take these hearing aids out of my ears and give them to these people this morning? <laughs> now, everybody said that. I want you to say that expecting. I'm great. I'm great because I, this, the man with the greatest wisdom said, if I love wisdom, it'll make me great. You know, we think we've got to work hard. We've got to sweat. We've got to get in with the upper echelon to make you great. Listen, you're already in it if you're a, a fam, the family of God. You're already in the upper echelon in God's sight if you're doing what the Word has to say. Because you can say, great, great father. <laughs> great, great father. And the winds and the waves still obey. Solomon said the key to really having it all is just to wise up. <laughs> what is wisdom? Let me tell you, first of all, it's not knowledge. We're in a knowledge explosion in today's world. There's a lot of information. I don't even understand Facebook and why people say what they do with so much information. You say, you're not on it? Well, I'm associated with people that's on it. <laughs> you can be a, I'm going to say this, they're not here today, but you can be an educated fool. 
And my wife already clipped my, my wings this morning before I got up here. She said, the Bible says don't call anybody a fool. I didn't. I'm just giving you information. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can have a lot of degrees and make no sense. If you don't believe me, look at the political world today. If you don't believe me, look at the news commentators this morning. Did you know most of the news commentators are lawyers? And they know how to talk, call you bad names or tell you how stupid you are without getting sued. Moving on. You can have a lot of degrees and make no sense in life. Just watch the talk shows. You can have a high IQ and not be wise. Sure, you can have an IQ, a high IQ, and make dumb decisions. It's not IQ, high IQ that makes you intelligent. And it's not knowledge that makes you wise. It's not even common sense. It's more than that. A definition that was given several years ago that really applies is this. Wisdom is seeing and responding to life through God's perspective. I, want you, I, I can see there, there's some people that pull up the table. You came to eat this morning because you're hungry. You want to be wise. You want to give out good instruction to your kids. You want to be wise. You want to be, let your, your business in Sealing America wants to be the best in the, in, the United, in, in the state of Oklahoma, in the United States, and God can do it. Only he needs you full of wisdom. Wisdom is seeing and responding to life from God's perspective. The problem is we usually don't respond to life from God's perspective. In fact, Proverbs chapter 14 and 12 says, There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but its end is death. Anybody besides me ever said, I thought I had that figured out. Have you ever heard somebody say, I just go by my natural inclinations. I just do what I feel. The Bible says that's dumb. I didn't call you a dummy. I'm just saying, I'm just referring to what the Bible says. The Bible says your your natural inclinations are normally wrong. There's a way that seems right unto man, but it's in, has a dead end street. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Wisdom is more valuable than precious jewels. Nothing you could want can compare with it. Wisdom offers you long life, wealth, and honor. It can make your life pleasant and lead you safely through it. Those who become wise are happy. What will wisdom do for me? A lot more than you think. That's why we spend our lives trying to get long life. We spend our life trying to get wealth, honor, Pleasure, security, and happiness. And God says it's all wrapped up in learning how to be wise. Your mom ever say, you're such a wise guy. <laughs> and I knew she didn't mean it. She was just dreaming. <laughs> how, can, how can God promise me longer life if I'm wise? Because when you're wise, it reduces the stress on your life. I'm doing real good. I'm getting some I'm getting some far out looks this morning, so I know I'm getting close to your plate. And you don't want my fork to get in what you've got in your plate. Because when you're wise, not only does it reduce stress in your life, you have healthier habits. You get involved in fewer accidents because you do wise things so you can live longer. 
This actually happened. An insurance actual actuary report one time reported it is people who join a church and attend every week live on an average live 6.7 years longer than the rest of the population. Now, that's not from coming from a spiritual point of view. That's coming from an insurance point of view. Don't shout me down now. I'm not telling you to throw that makeup away, ladies. You hang on to that makeup. We love makeup. <laughs> it gives you a long life. There's a lot of principles of help of health in the book of Proverbs. Moving on, or I'm not going to get to my thoughts this morning. How does wisdom affect wealth? I'm glad you asked. How would you like to have God as your financial planner? You that dropped money in the tithe and offering this morning, you were being as scriptural as you'll ever be. You're giving the first fruits into the kingdom. Isn't that awesome? God can be your financial planner when you include him. We're going to look at the foundations of financial freedom, and they're in the book of Proverbs. Let's move to honor. How does wisdom bring honor? I'm glad you asked. You don't put your foot in your mouth as often. <laughs> and you know when to talk and when not to. Everybody's enjoying the message so far. Say, oh, me. Pleasure. We all like to have pleasure. You know, the Bible says there's pleasure in life for a season. If you're not living for Jesus this morning, and I can't tell you that you won't have pleasure in sin for a season. But listen to me. There's an end to the pleasure of sin, and the Bible says the wages of sin is death. There's pleasure. Don't, I, I, used to tell, I used to hear people from the pulpit say, you're not having fun if you're in sin. And I was having a lot of fun. I just wasn't telling them at church what I was doing. I was being wise. But listen, living according to God's wisdom makes your life easier. Most of the problem you have in your life will bring on yourself from dumb decisions. And when you're wise, it eliminates a lot of the problems that you normally bring on your own life. Life is easier when you get wise. Let's just let that sink in so you'll have room for the next breath of message. Security. 11 o'clock, in case you haven't noticed, all the doors of the building have become locked. Why would you do such a thing in the church? Because there's stupid people in this world. They're visiting the church with firearms now. And about, there's a man stationed at the front door, and that's the only door that you can enter after about 11.15. And, yes, we do have armed guards in this place this morning. Well, who are they? Well, the first one lives up here. And he don't have a three fifty-seven. He has a weapon that will penetrate a three fifty-seven. But then we have people stationed in this congregation because they want you to walk out like you came in health-wise. Now, your pastor... I'm armed with the greatest weapon in all the world. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This gives me the power to cast down every imagination. I, I, when, when the enemy says, everybody's mad at you, you're going to be 78 years old. It's time for you to ship out, young man. I say, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. I'm going to hang around because victory is mine. Well, did you see the look that you got this morning? Yeah, but I just cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the provision of God because greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. And when the 
crowds are thin and you're not here and I preached about half of who's here on the way to the stop sign down south and the enemy will say well brother and sister so and so wasn't here if you notice they didn't really get the message last Sunday if I were you I'd just throw in the towel and I think about a scripture found in this weapon called Philippians 4, 10, 13 says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me it's not based on me it's based on you and nobody comes to the father except the spirit and there are just some people that overarmed the Holy Spirit this morning. They knew they were supposed to be in church. Oh, boy, I better get back to the notes. It's really getting spiritual this morning. So you see, security, it'll make your life safe. Wisdom gives you a sense of security and self-confidence and peace of mind. You know, there's a lot of people, even followers of Jesus, that don't have the peace of mind this morning. And when the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not be, uh, was not, who thought it not be uh, a robbery to be equal with man, laid aside all the praise of heaven and took upon himself the form of flesh, was willing to be born in a barn and laid in a, in a manger just for your sins and mine. And we think there's nothing to Christianity. Friend, there's a lot to the walk of God. But listen to me. I want you to foolproof your life. Don't let somebody else lock you into the prison so that you, your joy is gone and you miss the blessings of God that has your name written on them. I got a response from an individual not months ago. He said, I know, I know you're probably un unhappy because I'm going to a different church. You're probably unhappy because of this and because of that. And I just, for, for some reason, I, I, I can only text with his finger, but I can text. And I just felt the Holy Spirit giving me a witness. And I sent this in return. I'm so glad you found another place to worship the Lord. I'm so glad that you are being involved in the house of God. And no, what you've done didn't make me mad. And neither am I mad at everybody else. Because the day I let what you do make me mad, you're controlling my life and not me. However, it was like a funeral when you left. I didn't get to hug your neck, but I'll be waiting for an opportunity to do so. Hallelujah. Yes. Hey, listen, folks. If you're a believer, God has empowered you with the ability to overcome evil with good. And the man that wants to shoot you may need to hug from you so he can't get his revolver and use it on you. Moving on. Those who become wise will be happy. Jared, would you get a mirror next Sunday, a full-screen mirror? And as I preach, I'm, I want everybody to look at the response. I'm going to need a full screen right here, buddy. I don't know where you're going to get it. Maybe in Dallas and bring it home. You feel free to rent a U-Haul. It'll come out of next Sunday's offering. I need that great big mirror. Hallelujah. Moving on. Solomon asked for wisdom, and God said, everything else you could ever want is wrapped up in wisdom. You know, sometimes I, I leave here thinking, did I, did I make life easy or did I, did I make serving the Lord difficult? Did I really explain to the people what they had coming or, or did they leave there wondering how that their life could be filled with wisdom? Well, I just spent some time this week backing up some things in the message today. How do I get wisdom? Solomon asked for wisdom, and God said, everything else you ever wanted is wrapped up in wisdom. He asked for the right thing. They're all part of the package. 
How do we receive things from the Lord? By asking. Does it work? John 14 and 14, I want you to read this with me. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. You think God's ready to give us wisdom we don't have this morning? You know the reason we haven't got it yet? If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Well, Pastor, you just don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't. Thank you. Thank you. But listen, let me, let me respond to what you're going through. James 1, chapter 1, verses 2 through 7. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces trials. If you're believing in God and you're having a good time, you're pretty spiritual. If you're not going through anything, you better check the highway you're riding on. One lady told me one time, she said, devil don't bother you anymore. I said, he's already got you. He's after me. Um, this come from the word of God. <laughs> this didn't, but this does. <laughs> Knowing that the testing of your faith produces trials, but verse 4 says, but let patience have its perfect work. Don't ever ask to, or pray for wisdom. I mean, I mean, I mean patience, the patience. Don't ever ask for that because <laughs> Jesus might just send me your way. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete and lacking. I want you to tell me what this means, N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Well, let me spell it again. I know about half of you didn't get N-O-T-H-I-N-G. What does that spell? Awesome, awesome. Verse 5, where do I get wisdom? Verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. How many this morning, I don't want anybody to hold your hand up, but how many can say, I'm a liberal giver? God is a liberal giver. He said, I'll give to everybody who asks liberally and without reproach, and it'll be given to them. You see, wisdom is not enough. Just me telling you this will not get it done. You have to receive it. Until you receive it, until you receive it, it's powerless. It's when you allow God's word to be sown in the soil of your spirit, then can it germinate and begin to produce. And do you know the Bible says you have the ability to produce some 20, some 30, some 60, and, and some 100-fold return on what you allow to be sown in the soil of your heart? Yes. I'm looking at a 100-fold return in all of you today. Because I see how you sow generously. You give of yourself. You show up and, and energize our associate pastor on the second and the fourth Tuesday as he feeds juniors and seniors and, and pours his heart into them. And on Wednesday night, he does the same thing. But I don't know about you, just him making announcements caused my head to swim. <laughs> and my stomach goes oing, 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 oing. If any lack wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But there's a condition. But let him ask in faith and without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven by the toss of wind. Verse 7, for let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? You got it? I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. You got it. Would you unplug the clock? I see I'm not going to get through this morning. How do I get wisdom? From the National Enquirer? By watching all the views? CNN, ABC, Fox News? 
by buying a new age crystal? Oh, here it is, listening to Oprah. That's where you get it, right there. No, there's only one reliable source of wisdom. If you want to be wise, you've got to go to the source. And the source of all wisdom is right here. The source of all wisdom. No matter what your problem is, there's the answer right here. Oh, I've got that. Oh, I've got that. I've heard that all my life. I have too. I was raised on a pew, church pew. I've got that all of my life. But can I tell you this? Just because all the promises are in there, there's no sign they're all working in my life. You know why? I've got to apply, activate. And just because I plant the seed today, there's no sign I can get the combine out this afternoon and get a great harvest tonight. No, it takes patience. It takes endurance. It takes some storms. It takes some life. You know the reason... You know the reason the palm trees don't grow in western Oklahoma? <laughs> Do you know a palm tree that, that's down by the ocean front across this world? Do you know they have the ability and strong winds to bend completely over? And when the storm passes up by, they have the ability to rise right back up again. You know why? Because they're a palm tree. I'm telling you, only hurricanes like we've had here in Oklahoma this week can really do damage and they have to be broken because of the root system listen today I want Elm Grove to have a root system so that come the blank or hell, uh, high water <laughs> yeah uh, you have a, the root system to hold tight because the enemy's going to hit you with contrary winds every day of your life did you know as a pilot today do you know you don't take an airplane and go downwind and expect to get that airplane off the ground you face that airplane into the contrary winds and the contrary winds is what comes across the wings of that airplane and it causes that plane to rise in the air when it's facing the contrary winds of life did you know isaiah 40 31 says but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint i just feel like i'm an eagle this morning and the devil's after me. <laughs> Don't you go to sleep on me. I'll get closer to you. Listen to me. Use the contrary winds to push, push you closer to Jesus. Use the contrary winds to get you out of bed at midnight and say, Lord, I don't know what you're saying, but I want to hear it. Don't go to the medicine cabinet and get you another sleeping pill. God has something he wants to say to you. You know, he even speaks at the midnight hour. Let the contrary winds, what the enemy thought he was going to take you out with, let it cause you to soar with wings as eagles. If the eagle is wise enough to know what the winds, contrary winds are all about, so do you and I. And we're going to pounce on the enemy's, we're on his playground for the next few weeks. And when Elm Grove continues to grow and allow the word of God to nurture you, you can face the contrary of contrary winds of life and say when God is for me who can be against me hallelujah Hallelujah. point number one I'm just now getting ready to preach in the book of Proverbs Solomon starts off by telling you the purpose for the whole book Solomon wrote these Proverbs to teach his people how to live and how to act in every circumstance And they can teach you and I how to live intelligently. How many of you would like to know how to act in every circumstances? 
How many would like to live intelligently? The Bible can save you a whole lot on your counseling bill. When it comes down to it, there's really two sources of wisdom in life, the Word of God and the world. You'll get your insights on life from one of two places. What God has to say and what the world has to say. Let me ask you, how many of us this morning are listening to more about what the world has to say than what God has to say? How many of us are just, yeah, I mean, I'm not asking for hands. I'm just, Holy Spirit, just, just allow us to look at our own heart. Don't let us look at other people's activity. Create within me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit in me so I can teach transgressors away and sinners shall be converted. That's when a man in the Bible had committed the worst sin he could ever spiritually commit, adultery. Had the husband killed so he could marry Bathsheba. And then we look at the church with a critical eye. They just ain't treating me right. The enemy's got your attention, friend, when you get that point. He's feeding your, he's feeding your spirit on things that aren't true. The Bible says don't buy a lie. Buy the truth and sell it not. Ooh, I'm doing so good right now, Holy Spirit. But please don't leave me because it's not me. It's Christ in me. We get our insights from one of two places, what God, what God has to say or what the world has to say. The world will tell you all kinds of t- contradictory things. All the founders of modern psychology, Feud and Maslow and Young and Rogers and James, and every one of them will disagree with each other. But the wisdom of the world and the Bible says is like foolishness to God. You have basic the basic source of wisdom in God's Word. How, do, how many believe everything that's on television this morning? How many of you believe everything you're reading in the newspaper today? How about the radio? How about the Bible? Why do we spend more time listening to what the world has to say? I'm asking myself this question. Why do I let Fox News just boil my blood before I get up and, or turn it off? We all know when we've had enough, don't we? It doesn't make sense. Read God's Word. This is the owner's manual to your life. And when in doubt, read the instructions. It helps a lot. If you want to be wise, you've got to get into the book. But it takes more than just reading the book. It takes more than just studying it. I know people who are walking encyclopedias of the Bible's knowledge. Sealing at the Restoration Church had a pastor who knew a vacuum sweeper cleaner, who sold vacuum sweepers. You know, those kind of knocked on the door, and they had one you just couldn't resist, and they knew how to put it on your clean carpet and show you all the dirt and the filth they pulled out of your carpet after you'd run that. This man had memorized book after book after book. He was a walking encyclopedia and filled with the Scripture of God's Word. But my friend says this man died without God. And the Bible says, as much as he knew, the Bible says he didn't go the right direction. Listen, friend, you've got to act on what you hear. And you're not here by accident this morning. God's trying to help us all out. And I'm not preaching something that I just drew out of uh, off of Fox News today. Listen, there's been some time in the throne of grace this week when I looked upon people who was losing it all. When I watched our firemen, and I watched 
Many of you get out there and help and bring water and, and, and circulate among the people that were hurting. And, and, I, and I saw you laying aside your work just to try to protect other people. And I'm excited about what God's doing through this family of God. But there's a world out there that's lost and undone without God. And they need wise people walking into their life. And you know what God said to Solomon the day he asked for wisdom? The reason he, asked for, the reason he, reason he picked Solomon is this. Solomon... I've been looking on your life. I've been watching you. And I want to, I, I, I just, I, I believe you're the man that can, can give forth a hundredfold fruit on what I'm about to say to you. So here's what I'm going to ask. Ask me anything, and I'll give it to you. He'd been watching a man who wasn't perfect. He'd been watching a man who was, whose dad had made a lot of, lot of made, made him a lot of mistakes and brought a lot of calamity on his family. Solomon says, give me wisdom. Oh, it brought, it brought as much happiness to the Father's face as it does to your, your, when you respond. God, just give me wisdom. Teach me how to walk in this hour. Teach me how to talk today. Teach me how, when, when to talk and when not to talk. The Bible is more than just reading. It's more than just studying. We read it. We study it. And then we memorize it. I don't memorize scriptures just so, so that I can stand up in front of you and quote them. I memorize scripture because as I'm staring through the windshield many hours a month, I'm on my horn of that 2007 Ford pickup, a 250,000 mile of freedom of driving a F-O-R-D in the block of that steering wheel. I've got sticky notes and it applies to me as I'm driving. When I see people pull up, the trucks pull up beside one another, and for 15 miles, they have me in a prison that I hate. But I know they're bigger than me. Lord, Lord, just let me act like I've got the peace of God that passes all understanding. <laughs> Lord, let the, let's just let them know that I'm not in a hurry when all the time I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to get out in that right lane and I want to pass them on the right just to show them who I am. That's the reason there's no fish, no clergy signs on my pickup. I'm just like you and you. There's times when I'm not too spiritual. But I sure have fun. <laughs> I don't want to bring a reproach on the Father because he's watching too. Not only do we study and read, but I want to do what God's Word has to say. And with this, we're bringing the message to a close. I just got to point two today, and I've got ten more points. I thought I'd get them all. But Todd Bailey will be here next Sunday. You don't want to miss next Sunday. Todd is flying out of Fort Collins, Colorado to be here just for the Sunday morning service. Don't miss it. Bring somebody with you. You'll be blessed because you expose somebody else to this great man of God. Point two, do what it says. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1 and 2, never forget what I tell you to do. Do what I say and you'll, you will live. Be careful to follow it. This book is worthless to you if it just sits on your coffee table. It's worthless to you even if you just read it. It's worthless to you even if you don't apply it. 
Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You can have pleasures without being in debt. You can have pleasures. You can be happy with nothing if you've got joy. Psalms chapter 119, verse 11. You're having problems as a believer with sin this morning. Let me walk right, right directly into your life too. I am too. We all war against sin. But David penned this carefully just for you and for me. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Friend, skill is what separates success from failure, excellence from mediocrity, and renown from anonymity. It turns chaos into order and confusion into direction. Skill is what everyone secretly wants, but it does not have an equal supply. And skill or wisdom, as the Hebrew has translated, is the overarching theme of Proverbs. Boy, I'd like to have more time, but I'm not going to lie to you. I did say that. It was the last point today, didn't I? Oh, Jesus, why did I say that? five minutes I had time to say more but the Holy Spirit wants to say something to us this morning you see I'm just giving you some information so you can load your magazine with some skill today they're trying to they're trying to eradicate the the all the equipment that transfers a, a an automatic or a semi-automatic into an automatic so you can run more runs through that through that weapon well let me tell you something God has given us skill and he wants to give us more skill so he can turn what sometimes is unskillful into skill. Amen. At the end of the year, when you look back and your senior says, how could you have had such a year? It won't be the skill that did it. It will be the skill that you acted on, and it produced wisdom. And God wants you to be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Boy, I wish I had to look that up. I'd tell you where it's at. I'll, br I'll bring it next Sunday. I want you to bow your head this morning. And these are the most important things that we do before we close the service. At our house, before we have a meal, we ask the blessing on the meal. And it's important that we do. Not everybody says grace. Not everybody does it the same way we do it, in fact. One of my nieces was at their grandmother's house and she had lost part of her ability to see and she had lost her ability to smell. And they said, Julie, would you ask the blessing on the food today? And little Julie hadn't started in school yet, but this is what Julie said. Lord, as we ask you to bless this food today, if there's anything that's poison or not good, would you not let it make me sick? while that brought chuckles there's more reason why we close our service with a time of prayer Lord I don't want to get the indigestion over what pastor said he told us that it was just the word of God flowing from the Holy Spirit through his mouth of clay 
So he didn't say that because of what he knew about me. He said it because the Holy Spirit knew. Look upon our heart. And the pastor many times just takes at eyesight what he sees. Once in a while he slips and looks on the heart. But today, if what God has said to us means something. And I want you to, in your, in your own way, maybe it's in a quiet way, you'll say, Holy Spirit, today, I want the skill of what your word has been shared with us this morning to take root in my spirit. He said the spirit inside of me was the soil that produced the fruit of my life. The Bible said to either make the tree evil or make it good because that tree is known by its fruit. Lord, help me to digest. Help me to apply your word so that it will produce wisdom today. In Jesus' name. If I could ask you one question this morning, in the closing moment of this service, as Jared comes to close us with prayer, as your head is bowed, your eyes are closed, and it's just a time between you and God, and you, you said, I'm going to give God some time to speak to me before I leave this place because I've got some choices to make. I've got some situations to deal with, and I want to do, deal with it with wisdom. I'm not here by accident this morning. I'm here through the divine providence of God. And what I've heard this morning has come from the throne of God. And I'm here to hear what you have to say. My question to this congregation is this morning, what's God saying to you? What's he saying to you? Is he standing just outside your door waiting for you to say, Lord, I need help? Or are you the one that said, you know, I just handle the things the way I feel? I need to tell you something. Your feelings are just like mine. They'll lie to you. They're fickle. We've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I sense in my spirit this morning, there's an extra amount of heaviness in my spirit. God is speaking to somebody. There's more than one somebody. That It's a matter of life and death. And if you ever do from wisdom, God wants you to hear it right now. Apply wisdom to what you're facing. It'll save your life. It'll lengthen your days. It'll cause the joy of the Lord to radiate in your life. And you'll walk away from some things that the enemy's trying to lead you into because he's using the spirit of deception on you this morning. Apply wisdom. Apply wisdom. Apply wisdom. God speaking to you this morning. By way of wisdom. And there's an extra hunger because of God speaking to you this morning that you didn't come in with, but you're leaving with today. Let me see your hand. I'm not nosy this morning. I just want to see your hand. Raise it high so I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Apply wisdom. Apply wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him call on God that gives to all.